Have you ever heard a strange noise in the middle of the night? Ever seen something you couldn't quite explain? What's that? Ever been visited by a loved one in a dream? What are you? Psychic mediums Katie Manning and Michelle Lyons Polito talk about it all. Welcome to the Psychic on the Scene podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back for another amazing episode of Psychic on the Scene. Here with you as always is Katie Manning Hilton. And I have with me, as always, my wonderful producer and co-host and friend, D. Scott. That's me. And my <laughs> other wonderful friend, uh, co-host, psychic medium, Michelle lyons Polito. Hey there. And we are in another location that was highly requested by mm-hmm. our listeners. I think since going back probably the last two, two and a half years. Yeah, every time we ask. asking if we could get in here and then COVID happened. And yeah. But then the last contest, we had probably at least 10 to 12 people Mm -hmm. recommend coming here. And that had come here when they were kids and knew stories about the amazing Crooked Lake. But do you call it Old Daly? We we call it Old Daly on Crooked Lake. Okay. Okay. Old Daly on Crooked Lake. But we still call it the Crooked Lake House. Even in our own circle, we call it the Crooked Lake House. Right. (laughs) That's what it is. It's never going to get changed. No. (laughs) So um, you hear talking and and correcting is Marty. Yeah. Marty. You're the owner, correct? One of the owners. I'm one of three. One of three owners. Yep. Okay. Oh. And um, so, Marty, we already just took an amazing tour um, for our listeners this through this gorgeous. location. So, if you guys have an opportunity and you have not come here for dining or for a wedding, make sure it's on your to-do list, especially during the summer. But, Marty, tell us about the history of the Crooked Lake Inn. We were talking and walking yep, around. It was but how did it start? It started as a little uh, stagecoach hotel, roadside hotel. And the, the original Crooked Lake House was built on the other side of the street in the 1700s and it burned to the ground. Mm-hmm. And then this, uh, this Crooked Lake House was rebuilt on this site uh, around 1850, late 1850s. Oh, wow. Yeah, by a gentleman named James Mosier, and there's still Mosier's family that lives right up the street. That's incredible. And so his great-great-grandfather that uh, built this house in uh, 18, yeah, around 1858. So there was that structure, then they... That burned. Right. And then then they they rebuilt the hotel, which had 16 tiny rooms, just enough big uh, big enough for a bed and a dresser, and it was just for little overnight stays that were... It was a stagecoach hotel on the way to the Berkshires in Massachusetts. Hey, we're on Route 66 in Averill Park, right. for right. those who don't Get know where checks. we are. And, and <laughs> for those that don't know, Michelle has talked about on our show personal experiences yes. of when she worked here. That's right. So um, Back in the 90s. And then, so, so after it becomes the stagecoach over here, yes. who is the owner over here? So Willett Brown and his wife, uh, Mabel Brown, were the first owners, and they uh, were fantastic hoteliers. In fact... Teddy Roosevelt, when he was governor of New York for his four years as governor, this was his summer home from the 4th of July to Labor Day weekend. That's crazy. They would rent the whole (laughs) left side of the hotel upstairs, and their family would come up here. And Teddy Roosevelt had uh, two coaches. He would drive himself to and from the governor's mansion every morning himself, by himself. Really? Yes, and he had a farmer up the road who would keep his horse and carriage, his extra horse and carriage, so when when he came here, he had a fresh set of horse and carriage. So that's incredible. He, and he would hunt and fish up here in Taberton Mountain and Bailey Mountain. And I think there's even a place where he, he used to hang out at the top of the mountain where there's a, there's a plaque with something with his name on it. Really? Way up there. I haven't been up there yet. But oh. he loved it up here. And he became such good friends with the Brown family mm. that he would send them back animal heads on his many safaris and his hunts. And some of the animal heads were in here. He had a, a, a moose head 
that went in an auction after Al Kuhn passed away in the late 80s. There was a giant auction here because Al Kuhn and his wife, who owned the place later, were big antiquers. And wow. Teddy Roosevelt, some of his kills were still here. And they went, uh, and a lot of the museums took them before they could be sold because they were Teddy Roosevelt's. Wow. Yep. So, um, so they became good friends. And then during the 50s, okay. now 1932, uh, Al Kuhn bought the building. And he was a bridge engineer from Virginia. And he came up to build the Dunn Memorial Bridge in Manans. And he met his wife, Teresa, who was a relative of the Brown family. So he was made, uh, this place was made known to him. And he wanted to buy it. So he bought the place. And okay. he was a big vision guy. And he yeah. wanted to create an upstate resort, much like the Catskill Resorts. Right. And so he bought the hotel. And, the and it feels like that, just yes. so our listeners know. Dirty dancing. It <laughs> feels like dirty dancing, like you're kind it of stepping that. back in time with, with some of the modern amenities. But it definitely has that feeling looking over the lake. Definitely. Yes. And so he built and just kept adding on to the place. And he built the first ballroom in uh, 1940 and he used all the stone from the mountain across the street to mm. just add on to the building everywhere and, and even vibrationally so with yeah. a haunting even vibrationally whatever is in the ground especially in upstate new york yeah really works to hold spirit activity so whether it's mm -hmm. quartz or lime in the ground really and you your walls it's are made, made out with of it. that so if any place is going to hold yeah oh that's so cool you know activity yeah it's going to be, and especially because you're right on the water. Right. Another thing, how Amplified. far away is the railroad track? Uh, yeah, well, I, the, this, like I said, they used we to have a trolley, trolley that ran all the way up to Glass Lake. And oh, then crazy. Al Coon had a, uh, a horse and carriage that would come down and pick you up at the other stop and bring wow. you up there. Wow. Now, I had friends that worked here, like the people that would close, and they said they would walk out. They'd never use the door right yep. behind the bar, but they'd walk out the front door and they'd hear a horse coming up the road. No kidding. Oh. And then it would just, right when they should see the horse, it just disappeared, the sound. Amazing. They never saw anything, but they could hear and the jingling of the harness. Yep. And so I never, I wanted to experience that. I'm a horse person. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I yeah. didn't ask while we were walking around, has anybody from those eras, Teddy Roosevelt, yep. ever said themselves that they had a haunting Experiences. or experience uh, of a spirit here? Good question. I have not heard that. I have not heard that, but I was telling you earlier that my wife and one of the, the brides-to-be had an experience in this very room that oh, we're in. Oh, he showed us the picture. So yeah. a bride had come through um, for a with tour. his wife right, for a tour and was taking pictures for her fiancé that That's could right. not make it. And she took a picture of the, this area, the oak yeah, room. the bar. At, towards the bar. And clearly in the picture that Marty showed us is a man standing towards the back, like leaning and right, like ready listening, to yeah, drink. Re ready to bellying up to the yeah, bar, <laughs> or, or to serve. That's right. And um, was clearly looking at the camera. Yep. So it was um, one of those uh, incidences. Oh, where it was what caught. an apparition it right. is! I know, I right? I mean, it's just crazy. You can't miss it. No. I, I've s rarely seen that good of an apparition. Right. Yeah. That's what people have said. So after that period, where and now it starts to keep getting added on. Yep. And you had said there was a pool on the side over yep. here. That he was he was such a big vision guy. Side. He had a 35 room motel across the street up on the hill. He had an indoor swimming pool, a glass greenhouse built on stone. It was just amazing, massive. And that was built in 1957. So everybody brought their kids up here to go swimming and had swimming lessons. And there was people from uh, the local swimming clubs that would come here. And you'd be swimming and the snow would be coming down on the top of the greenhouse. Sounds like uh, heaven. When you think about that, that was such, like you said, Imagine having that experience. Right. Yeah. That was such a ahead of its time It was ahead of, of its time. Thing. Oh, my yep. God, yeah. We, you know, 
really Hollywood. That's right. yeah, we'd love when it you, right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah we know. would. Right. It's so true. He was even, they said that the, he was even going to build a little ski mountain up on top of the hill. So he was always thinking, even until his, into his late, uh, you know, y- later years, he was thinking about adding on to this place. And he was quite You a definitely guy. identify with him, don't you? I do, because you he was always... <laughs> he fights right up when he, he's talking about I go, about because him. he's like the guy that, if I said, if there's anybody still here flickering lights, it's probably Al, or his wife, Teresa. Did, did you see that? You just said that, and my ghost, my spirit talker said, I'll affect the lights. Yeah. Oh, really? Before that? you yeah. said it? Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Crazy. Right yeah. here. So make sure that he, he shows up for yeah. that. So how many years did he have the location? 1932, till he passed in the late 80s. So he had... So it was it never closed? Uh, he closed. He started to close because when he got older, he uh, only had a few events here, and then you had to really know him towards the end of his years. Oh, I got you. To get in. To get yeah. in. And then so it stayed vacant for, I think, almost 10 years or until Delmar tipped. Until Delmar And then the story goes there that the place was going to go under the wrecking ball, and it yes. was just going to be destroyed. And, and Delmar grew up down the road. There it, was Tiff's Beach. Tiff's Beach. His Aunt Alice owned Tiff's Beach down the street, and one of the people from the Historical Society called him because he was a big, a big designer, interior designer in New York City for right. Elton John oh, and Steve, Steve Martin. Martin and yes. and so he was really <laughs> well known uh, as a designer in New York City. And sure enough, uh, one of the people from the Historical Society called down and said, Delmar, they're going to demolish the Crooked Lake House mm. unless somebody buys it. And so he did. He stepped up. He came up here and he With sunk a million dollars into the joint. He said the ballrooms were falling off and there, were, there was even some... Uh, speculation of whether they they found some money here too to help i hope they to, did to because there was even some say they found i'm some sorry money you know they point. did so, yeah so the, the it has a very um like you said local people would come yep. and they would swim and they and he showed us pictures that are uh, many are on the wall here mm-hmm. if you guys come and take a look around of the old um, outside grounds yep. where people would come with their towel or yep. picnic on the yep. lawns you over here. You spend a quarter, you come in and you sit at the beach. There was a high dive out there. In the wintertime, oh, they had wow. this giant winter carnival that the Kiwanis would throw. And they Kiwanis. had a horse that would pull skiers over jumps. I mean, oh. this was just <laughs> such a place where you could just do all kinds of cool stuff. I tell but you, we got to start having more fun again, this yeah. generation. Yeah, you know? yeah, like 1940s fun. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like it's really safe, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Just sick of watching Netflix, yeah. though. Yeah. Up on those skis. Yeah. That sounds really, really sick. Yeah. They had the snowmobile races on the frozen lake, and they just did everything up here. Right, right. And he showed us some of the old menus, which has that, oh, yeah. that real early Rustic. like 1960s flair. Right. Pig's yeah. feet and liver and onions. Those were some of the things. Yum. You know that Jimmy, Jimmy would literally right now eat that right up. Oh, if, yeah. if he was That's here, right. if they made it for him, he would love it. Um, so, Michelle, what, when's the time that you worked here? I worked here, let me think. So it was 19, I think like 93 to 94, uh, 92 to 93. I'm trying to think when I, it's when I, I was in grad school at SUNY Albany and we were living in Postonkill, my ex-husband and I. And so I was looking for work. So I came here. And so all through grad school, I worked here until I, I got pregnant with Jack, okay. my, my oldest son. And yeah, so I worked here for a good two years, and I loved every minute of it. Oh yeah, I it hated is. leaving. I couldn't place. wait to come here. It really is. And you know, we have, we've had so many uh, kids start their early careers here from Avril Park 
the high school. Oh, yeah. And from the minute they can work, and they all come with their friends that from the same class, because if one of them gets a job, they bring right, right. the whole gang. If we gang. like that person, and we say she's kind of bubbly, bring your friends. <laughs> right. And they go all the rest of their high school years, and then they'll do some, if they stay local, they're here in the college, and we have just such great teams of kids oh, that come from that school. It's how just lucky. Amazing. And this place has always been that. And they come back later, and they get married here. And it's oh, that's that's special. Nice. But that was always the way in the hospitality industry is that everybody, yeah, it's absolutely. great stories. Pass it on. So <laughs> when did it turn over? Is it right after that that it turns over to you guys? No, so after that, yeah. uh, Delmar, Delmar got, uh, was yeah. stricken with brain cancer five years into his ownership Aww. here. It was really so away. sad. And Mark kept the place for another five years, and he sold it to a gentleman named Paul Vincent and his wife. And they were school teachers, and they had a little trouble with the place. And uh, if you're not in the hospitality business, this, this is a big ship to run. And if you have no experience, and they didn't have any experience in that. So, you know, God bless him. And uh, a friend of his uh, from his church called our offices one day and said um, to my wife, Jan, hey, listen, I, I'm calling for a friend of mine. He owns the Crooked Lake House. He's got a couple of weddings left to do. His staff quit on him. He's, he's going down the tubes, and he really needs some help. Can you help him out with his last two weddings? So we did that. And we came, and we cleaned the place up, and we did our, the last two, pulled the last two weddings off for him. And when it came time for him to sell, he wanted us to have that. And, it, and, it and you'd fall in love. And we just fell right into so it. So you and your wife have a history with, um, we were talking about before, um, owning old historical places. Well, probably much haunted. Well, <laughs> well you know, no, the one place was. Yeah, well, and we seem to like those places. But <laughs> I started working at the old restaurant, the old Daly on 2nd Avenue in 1984. My partner, Jimmy, there's three of us. My partner, Gene, started the old Daly when he was 20 years old in oh, 1975 wow. with his brother-in-law. And they didn't know what was going to happen with the place, but they started out with the prime rib and the king crab and all that. Right. And they became famous for so for 28 years. I'm hungry, the old yeah. Dalian restaurant in Lansingburg was the place to go. And I started there as a busboy, and my, my, my partner Jimmy started there as a dishwasher at 16. He said, someday I'm going to own this place. And that's exactly <laughs> what happened. Gene and Jimmy and I partnered up in 2000, and, and we just, our wives were in the business, our families have been in the business, and it's just been a wonderful ride together as friends who grew up in an atmosphere that we wanted to bring forward. Our, the Old Alien was always a place of friends and family. Mm. And it was, everybody knew, came in there to have a good time. And this place just felt like a kindred spirit to us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it called you right in. Right. Yeah, it really was. I definitely think that that's what happens, yeah. too. That it won't work. It's almost like a relationship. It won't work for certain people. Yeah. Exactly. And it won't, it won't like, wake up. So right. a new other owner people, right. will we, we be broken up with. Right. Well, your other place, the old alien, I was telling um, before, I had one of probably the oddest experiences I had gone to, and my old boss that when I was with Prudential Blake, um, he's no longer alive, his name is Rich Farrell, he was a sweetheart, and we had things that we were talking about for economic development. Right. And he said, I know a place I'll take you. So he takes me. He knew I had psychic ability. Is this Daly's on Yates in Schenectady? Or no. Or is this Old Daly in Lansingburg? Old Daly in, in okay. Lansingburg. Oh, yep. wow. And we were we we were seated and we're sitting upstairs and I'm looking over the railing and I don't know what, Rich could have been telling me lottery numbers or you know where the gold was hidden. Right. And I kept oh hearing buzzing in my head, my mm-hmm. ear, which is a common thing with, with psychic ability. And I finally just had my hands on the table and I go, Rich, I can't hear anything you're saying. This place is so haunted. No. And he goes, oh, wow. I've been waiting. He goes, it's on the back of the menu. Yes. And it was uh, yes. talking about it. And I said, all I know is I can't go downstairs. Whatever's downstairs yeah. does not want me down there. And it was kind of like lurking. Because like, it knows wow. that you can it see it. It was threatening, yeah. like wow. moving around. And I could not wait 
to get out of that place. The food was amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> could Caveat. not wait to get out of that place. So my partner Gene and his brother Donnie were there one night, and my partner Gene uh, was also bartender there when his, in his early years. For his father owned the place before he did. His father was a choice surgeon, and he bartended there, uh, and the bar was on the, in the corner on the other side. So you could look up the stairs. You know how you yes. could look up yep, the stairway yep. in the old daily? And the door had a familiar squeak to it. So even as waiters, we knew when that door squeaked, the hostess is going to head there because it was the telltale oh, sign that somebody's yeah. coming in. Right, yeah. So the place had been closed for an hour, and those were Gene and his brother were downstairs having a drink at the bar. And all of a sudden, they hear the door creak open upstairs, and they hear footsteps going down the hall. And Gene goes, hello, who's up there? And he looks at Don, and he says, you locked the door, didn't you? And he said, yeah, I locked the door. He goes, oh, man. So he walked up the stairs. The door was locked. And he goes, sure enough, yeah. he heard the creak, and they're walking down, and both of them heard it. Oh, wow. And I was there one day when we first got together as partners, and the kitchen has these really easy swinging doors. And I was making breakfast for Gene and Jimmy, and we were the only three in the building, and they were upstairs in the office. And so I had three plates in my hand with breakfast, little breakfast burritos mm -hmm. I was making. Oh, and yum. I was using my, my butt to open the door. <laughs> and it was just like somebody's on the other side of the door holding it closed. Oh. I go, come on, jackass, let me out of here. You know? <laughs> I thought it was Jimmy on the other side. So I burst it open, it, it flew open the second time. And those guys were still upstairs. And it was just like somebody had their hands oh, on the other side of the door. Just messing, wow. around just messing around with you. Just messing around with me. Just messing around. They go check. And you said it's it's no longer it's a veterinarian's it, office. It's, it is, but it was a hotel. It was a brothel. Yeah, there was murders do it. there. Yes. There was all of that went on there in that hotel. Those yep. poor animals. <laughs> yeah, right. They must be sensing and feeling unless yeah. somebody did a clearing there. Yeah. What I that's my veterinarian. I go there now. Oh, too. do you really? And so I said to the lady that's sitting behind the desk, I said, "You know, you're sitting right where the famous potato salad used to be at the salad." <laughs> <laughs> she goes, "I love that potato salad." <laughs> that's not the one near Oakwood Cemetery, is it? That's the one. No. This is the one that's right on Second Avenue. If you come over from Cohoza, oh, okay, you, you yep. take okay. a left and it's right there. Right on a corner. Okay, because the one yes. that's near uh, St. Peter's Cemetery in Oakwood, that's a really haunted. That was the Bordell? No. It's, it's a vet now. I don't know. I always go to the bathroom oh, before yeah, I bag yeah. pipe oh, a funeral yes. there. Oh, yes. <laughs> that's right. Yes. Yes. That, that's got a lot of energies, too. Wow. My favorite experience that I've had at the Crooked Lake House was in this room. Yep. And so many people that I worked with in the 90s, we all had the same experience. We would hear our name being called. And you could be talking like us with five people. Yep. And I would hear someone say, Michelle. It was either my voice or a voice similar to mine. Yep. And I'd say, what? And no one else heard it. Yep. But everyone had that experience. Mark and Delmar talked about it. They were actually scrubbing that fireplace because when they first moved in here, it was completely black. It hadn't been cleaned in years. So they painstakingly scrubbed every stone in that fireplace. And that happened to them for an entire afternoon. No like they would each hear their own name. They kept saying, stop saying my name. And they almost had a fight over it. Yeah. The, the Isn't first story that Mark that? told me about the place. Uh, when he told me the story about the Virgin Mary showing yeah. up at the top of the stairs, that was crazy. So tell that story. So yes, tell that story. And then he just walked us through from the basement. Yeah, so there, there's a stairway from the Oak Room down into the basement. And when the, the former, one of the former owners, Mark Hammond, owned the place in the 90s, yeah. uh, he said this, this lady showed up. And she, he said she was, you know, middle-aged woman. And she said, I hope you don't think I'm crazy. She <laughs> says, I haven't been here since I was 10 years old. And she says, I came back here while I was in the area specifically because it's been bothering me since I was 10 years old that I might have not, this might Remember. not have happened to right. me. Because I, when I saw what I saw, I wanted it to be real. Aww. So she said, so 
is there any way that we can go to the basement and 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 I can see there's a there was there was sailfish in the basement and she just kept telling me there were sailfish in the basement. He goes sailfish. He goes like the big ones that you catch. He goes yeah like a marlin, and he oh. goes geez I don't know. And they were walking through the basement, and all of a sudden he came upon the snack bar and he realized there was decals on the wall in the snack bar of a sailfish. Oh, wow. So she hadn't seen this. Which we got to see. Which yeah, it was she got really to cool. See, which was her confirmation that she didn't dream this because it was when she came to the bottom of the stairs. And she said, when I was 10 years old, I looked up at the top of the stairs, and there was the Virgin Mary, just mm. standing there and glowing all around oh, her, and just goosebumps. staring at me. Wow. And she said, I... Has I, anybody else seen that? No, not since. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, I would love to see that. Right. Who wouldn't? Right. I've, so, I've been trying to see her since I heard first heard that story in the yeah, 90s. <laughs> right. So, you I know, this see. place, while it has its hauntings, there is so much good energy. Like mm. you said, upstairs, there's just always been a place of celebration. Yes, mm-hmm. that's exactly how it feels. Yes, like when celebration. You're, when you're up there in the, yep. in the part where the the you know the suites are for yes. the bride and the groom right. to be it's gorgeous. Up it's there absolutely too. beautiful. Yep. Um, Michelle, tell some of your stories that happened with you and the staff. Okay, well, there was definitely the one where you knew that you were accepted by the spirits here when you heard your name called. Okay. And then I had, and you said almost everybody had that. Yeah, experience. pretty much everyone. It took a little while for some people. But it was wild because it would happen, then you knew you were okay, accepted in by the energies. And then it would happen like maybe once a month. It would always be like, remember one day it was like insane in here. And I was, they had either the general manager had just quit or got fired. I don't remember. But suddenly I was like in charge. Like, what the heck? And it was, this place was filled. It was a Friday night. And I kept hearing my name, Michelle. I'm like, what? And it was that voice. It no sounded way. like mine, but not. I can't. Wow. Everyone said the same thing. It sounded like their voice, but not. And then um, I guess the most creeped out I ever got was downstairs. The wine cellar was downstairs. Where was it when you were here? You know, I can't. I'm trying to remember. It's not the grotto. Yeah. So if you go down, it was the first left. Somewhere in there, they had um, a room that's not there anymore. It okay. must have been knocked down, but it was kind of like, just like, uh, like a post and beam kind of room that was made, and they had, um, you know, the, the some things were kept at a different temperature. And so I, I was down there, and I had a beeper on or a buzzer that you'd get when the food was ready. And I was down there, and I'm like, th- someone wanted a really expensive bottle of wine. I'm like, oh, my God. And I had the keys to it, not you know. Yeah. So I went down, and I was so scared. And I just remember grabbing, finding the wine, grabbing it, and just wanting to run because you could see faces looking through the bottles of wine at you wow. where the where the holders were. yes the yeah the racks the wine racks you could see faces and they were <laughs> oh distorted God. faces so I grabbed the wine and I go to <laughs> turn around to go upstairs and my the buzzer went off on me I that wine went up in the air I'm like oh my somehow I caught it because I don't catch anything I caught that <laughs> wine slam the door behind me put the lock on there yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I came up the stairs like a bat out of hell so I and because there were always faces always yeah. faces and I would often hear um like mumbling downstairs mm. like you would hear voices talking yep. I remember one time Mark said can you go feed the cats they had a lot of rescue cats in this in the basement and so I went down and I could hear the mumbling of voices and they were all male and not happy but as I got closer <clears throat> they kept moving and they just kept zipping around because I was thinking you know maybe it's a delivery person I don't know what's going on here but it was in fact spirit and that was the speakeasy that was a very I could hear 
the sound of like yeah. the Roaring Twenties and that kind of music. That's so awesome. But I think one of my fa- the oh, gambling sorry. and no things like that too. One probably. of my favorite stories is, and I've had a lot of people have this experience in the ladies' room upstairs in the main yep. floor. Um, it's was it the second stall in from the entrance. Um, for some reason, this is personal. I was always in the third stall. <laughs> it's my preference. But always right to Good my number, number three. yeah number right. three. It's my lucky number. Right in the second stall, I would always hear someone not every time but rustling around it sounded like taffeta like a ta- and you'd hear like sniffling and, and some sobbing and then she'd walk out of the out of the stall and go in front of the mirror which was directly across and you from were where thinking i was this was a real person a real person and right. the, the first time i popped out and said are you okay there was nobody there wow and then i started talking about thinking it was a runaway bride yes right? which yeah. is i exactly what i think she is yeah Yep. And so she's still here because I went <laughs> used the bathroom to see. And sure enough, she's still in there. I would never use that stall because I just wow. felt like it was occupied. Wow. But yeah, so she, that energy is still well, at least here. we put a chandelier in there. I know, right. To make her happy. <laughs> made it really bougie for her. <laughs> we did. We bougied it right up. Super bougie. We had a, uh, a chef at the old restaurant in Lansingburg, and he had a real experience. He, Ooh. Uh, it was a busy Saturday night, and the place was packed. And... He needed to go upstairs to get something. The freezer was upstairs. Now, upstairs of the old daily was the old hotel rooms, way in the back. Ooh, and okay. It was dark up there, and it was, you know, it <laughs> like was you said, it was not a good lighting, right? Right. Right. So he went. He grabbed the bus buckets that he needed, and he says, "I stood up with the bus buckets, and staring me right in the face was a guy that looked like he was from the 1800s with a beard." The face, oh. the whole thing. He says, the hair went up on the back of my neck. He says, I dropped the bus buckets, and I went down to the kitchen. <laughs> the chefs go, where's the bus bucket? He goes, I ain't going back up there. <laughs> I saw a face, a guy, right in front of me. He goes, as soon as they, it was like a cartoon, goes, and the guy was gone, he said, but he was right there. He goes, wow. I could see him, detail, everything. Right and that's the worst is when you're not expecting it when you're kind of in the zone. Sometimes you're like looking or you feel it, but it's like you're working, and then all of a sudden they're there. Yeah. That's well, the hardest. And keep in mind, music helps to mm-hmm. amplify right. spirit activity yep. and, and, you know, people being jolly. But um, as well as there is probably a lot of family, a, p- a lot of emotion. Anything you've done, which is renovations right. or add-ons, yeah. all of that works to enhance spirit activity. Yep. So think about how many times that's been changed or oh you guys yeah, have done. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Right. No doubt. Fix things up that, yep. you know, it has yep. done that. I have to I say, on this. Though, I will say, and this is just my psychic <laughs> thing, I think that there may be some people that may be incorporated into the building. The structure. The structure. Right, right. Right. From the mob that, days. From the mob days. Yes. And that there was, was a, a really. That was very diplomatic, the way you said I know, that. Wasn't that was that good? Right. So non-creepy. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we, we always said, well, this was, there was a speakeasy here, and uh, this was home for moonshine in upstate New York. People would come up here Yum. and pick their moonshine up and go take it back down. And so, it, and Legs Diamond, the famous mobster, had a house right around the corner on Crystal Lake. Mm. And so this was the local speakeasy during right. Prohibition. So it doesn't surprise me that there was a lot of mob activity here. Right. Yeah. And, and Jimmy, Italian Jimmy is here tonight, my fiance. Um, who knows? That's your nickname, by the way. <laughs> Italian Jimmy. Jimmy. Actually, his nickname is Jimmy the Pig. So right. everybody knows. Nice <laughs> nickname. Well, his last name is Pig. I think, I think Jimmy. No, all right. Well, there you go. <laughs> Jimmy the Pig. I think Italian Jimmy's my partner. Uh, my partner Jimmy Pettit is. Uh, we'll call him that now. I have to rename him. <laughs> the Pig. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I have to say, you mentioned Legs Diamond, and it's the exact moment you mentioned him, it says, yes, I'm here on my spirit talker. Oh, wow. And you mentioned the, the lights, the chandeliers. It yeah. says twice in a row, I like the lights, I like the lights. Thank you. So that's pretty Thank cool. So, yeah, right. We always say that. We, it's like, you know, we consider ourselves stewards of this place, almost right. like it's a time capsule. Oh, I love that. Because when you come in these doors, you feel like you've stepped back in time. That is a really good way to put it, too. Yeah. That so much It's of so authentic right. for that period that you go, there aren't many of these places left. And that's right. why this so place you loves you so much. Oh, we <laughs> love it a lot. And uh, these tables that we're sitting at are original to this room. Really? Yes, yeah, these tables, those chairs right there. Right I've cleaned these tables then. <laughs> yep, these tables, all of these tables, yep. Wow. And the bar, all the oak in this room, uh, that's why we call it the oak room, came from a day ship that used to go up and down the Hudson River wow. in the uh, 30s. And uh, so this was all reclaimed wood from that ship. Marty, that's pretty amazing that you know so much of the history and that you, again, being the steward, that you keep so much of it. Um, even that, because it yeah. was part of a ship, it was part of a would ship. definitely have. I was saying to you when we were yeah. out in the in the main area. Yeah. Um, you had said that the piano. It's not a piano. Yeah. The, there's a, a piano out here. Oh, yep. Yep. And you it, say you bring it in, and it's got the energy of that right, time. Right. Because it was a from another location, and you also have a Victrola. We have Victrola that's from, a, from a that friend was of ours. Not really at all cool. When he actually wound it up and played it for <laughs> with Italian records. Yeah, with Italian records that Jimmy and Jimmy I both. Jimmy the Italian. Looked, yeah, Jimmy and I both looked at each other and got a little. I don't know why I got teared up when I looked. Well, when I because heard it. the story is so amazing behind that Victrola that some friends of ours who used to own the Crossgates uh, restaurant uh, down in Albany. Um, they gave it to us as a gift. They said, we want this to go into a place where it would fit. Oh, uh, and so they said the Crooked Lake House was one of the, was that place. And so sure enough, we get it here and, and or down there, I go down there and I look at it. He goes, I go, you sure you want us to have this? And he goes, yeah. He said, my grandfather, this was my grandfather's. He bought it brand new in 1904. And he said, and all the Italian immigrants in Albany, a lot of them lived down there on Western Avenue, I mean, they had a place mm. right on Western Avenue. I think it, they, the, the house they still own, that, where he grew up in, it's now like a bakery, Fiorello's, and down in that area. Oh, yeah. And so he took me down in the basement, and there it was sitting there. He said, my grandfather used to have it under the window where everybody used to walk by to go to church on Sunday mornings, and he would open the windows and play these old Italian records oh. for all the people that would go by because they couldn't afford this, and he was lucky enough to have one, so he shared the music with the people yeah, in the that's neighborhood. That's the Beautiful. sweetest yeah. thing. Yeah. So we're blessed to have that up here and, you know, and it works and, and it, it works. works and he's got all the the record albums in the side of it it's, yeah it's amazing it's an amazing if you're else that's a, a bakery that's like, in yeah. a restaurant it's yes, a deli the, yeah yeah my husband gets food <laughs> this was from, from the de bella family time. down in albany and they yeah. owned that banquet house remember the cross yeah, yeah i do i do great one people, of the first ones family, around here so we really appreciate that oh, that's incredible so have current staff has anybody said I won't go, like Michelle was saying, I don't want to go down in the basement. Yes, I don't yes. Yeah, they oh, you have people all yeah, the time Yeah, yeah, that? yeah. The, oh. the, the girls, the kids go down there together in, in a band. In pairs. Yeah, <laughs> they would lock up and turn lights off. They go down there. What other experiences have they talked uh, about since I, happened? No, well, there's some music, that kind of stuff. We heard mm -hmm. for a while that the, the stereo would kind of had this, we thought it was like a short that went on, was oh. going on there. And all of a sudden, these big band horns would play. Oh, really? Of thing, and we're like, and we were like, well, that's just a short in the system because we had an old system in there. Yeah. But it just, just kept doing it. So every time that it happened, it was like, you know, you thought it was one of the big bands because all the big bands played here. Tommy Dorsey, Benny Goodman, Glenn Miller, Guy Lombardo, mm. they all played here. Wow. And like I was telling you, this was one of the hideouts for Liz Taylor and Richard Burton. This was one of their upstate secret hideouts. So they'd fly in on a seaplane when they were filming wow. in New York. They'd fly, fly in on a Friday. They'd fly out on a Monday. 
That's amazing. Yep. Even if you were just one person that just like maybe liked music or you liked being on the lake, all of those pieces oh all yeah. together in one location. Yeah. It's such a story. It's perfection. That we said if these walls could talk, these stories would be endless. I think Absolutely they may endless. start talking. If the basement yeah. walls could if the talk. Basement yeah. walls, <laughs> they're, they're, they've got plans for the basement, that's which right. also has two huge fireplaces down in yes, it. Yes, it does. And um, I, I think that's going to be really interesting when they start to, to yeah. do that. I get right? goosebumps yeah. whenever you talk yeah. about the basement. I'll let you know. <laughs> so I hope it's yeah. money and not bodies we find. That's <laughs> in the walls, exactly. <laughs> Probably a little bit of both. Yeah, yeah. that would All be right. my guess. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Wouldn't mm. that be a story? Um, so you guys, do you have you ever stayed here like overnight? No, none of us have ever stayed here overnight. Man, really? That's something. We're the See, first. I would do that. Yes. Oh, you're welcome to do it. Oh, let's do <laughs> it. <laughs> so the we are the oh, first yeah. uh, owners that haven't lived here. So all the oh. other all the former owners lived here at some point. Right, because there was an apartment. Just do a sleepover someday. Yeah, we talked about it many times. Why would you not? Yeah. Light up these fireplaces up in the middle of winter? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. I know you're off. Well, we talked about making that attic a executive suite with Uh, beds and a pool table. I'm sure it would be lovely. It's got to be cleared first. Not to show (laughs) I've got to clear the attic. So the whole place, as we walk through, you can feel activity. Jimmy actually just walked out front and said he was greeted just now by a woman. Ter- oh. That's probably Teresa Kuhn. And he said she had dark hair. That's her. Okay. So, and you, oh, and, cool. And our, our she ran all the weddings. Okay. She ran the staff and everything. <coughs> was she outside, Jimmy? She was in the, the, the next to the fireplace. Oh, that, that's a... That's an energetic hot spot here. So um, that's because so many people got married in front of that fireplace. Oh, all the well, memories. Everybody that came home from World War II got married here in the in the really? area. Everybody got married uh, here. Thousands and thousands of weddings. Well, and you've got to think they wouldn't miss like we're here with right. this, and and so they're not going to miss any of this. That's stuff. right. You know, I yeah. always say about our family and spirit, we're their heaven. That's right. This is their heaven. Yeah, absolutely. So they're yeah. not going to miss any That's of right. that stuff. How beautiful. Yeah. It's so nice to when uh, I would maitre d' weddings and I would have couples come in that haven't been in here. I had a couple come in here that hadn't been here since 1953. And, they, and it was their great-granddaughter's uh, wedding. And I worked the door and invite everybody in. And she said, that the husband said to me, before we go into cocktail hour, you have a minute you can take my wife and I to the ballroom. He says, because that's where I proposed to her in 1953. Aww. We haven't been back here since, and I want to s- dance on the same spot that oh I proposed to her that night. I'm going to cry. And so I got to be able to, I'm that guy that was able to, to, to witness and be experience Give her these that things. dream. Bring them, I brought them right your in. your passion for this yeah. and, and your excitement and yeah. your love of this place, it's actually infectious. It's palpable. Yeah. It actually is making me very emotional. Yeah. Well, that's the stories that you hear. Because we're feeling, they're we're feeling these energies. And they, when I saw them dancing on that spot that night, I go, this Think is, about what this. a space, what a place. This is something that my dad would say. Think about this. You've now become their story. Yes. You're a part of their yeah. love yes. story right. yeah. that they came back and they talked about the Absolutely. fellow that let them in there. That's and they right. got to go to back to that yeah. spot to dance. Yeah. Well, with the first bride that I told you about, I got to meet the first bride ever to get married Tell here. the story. So we had just started. We bought the place in 2010. And we started to do winter dining here. We decided to open the place up and go back into the restaurant field, which we hadn't been. We were catering, and we were using the place for weddings. So we oh, said, okay. let's open a, a, a restaurant. We'll use the Oak Room. And so one of the waitresses came over to me, and she said, there's a lady here that said she was the first bride ever to get married at Crooked Lake. Mm. Now, so Al Cohn started doing weddings when he first built the first ballroom on. And Al Cohn was building. She said, I go, tell me your story. I raced over to the table because I wanted to hear the story. 
And I sat down with her and her great-granddaughter. She says, I live in Rotterdam. She says, and I saw in the paper that you guys were doing dining. And she says, and I asked my great-granddaughter to take me here. She goes, because I hadn't been here since I got married in 1940. And I literally was still surprised that the place was around. Still here, right. So my granddaughter took, my great-granddaughter took me all the way out here. And she said, and I want to tell you uh, that when I was 16 years old, I was working in a little diner in Menands. And Al Kuhn was a bridge engineer from Virginia. And he came up here to build the Dunn Memorial Bridge. And she said, I would see him come in for lunch every day. And so one of, the f one of my friends said, he owns the Crooked Lake Hotel. And she, she said, well, my fiance, my boyfriend just proposed to me. And she was 16. And, wow. and <laughs> we were looking for a place to get married. And, no. and my friend said, this place was beautiful. Maybe they do weddings. It's right on the water. Oh. And so she said, I'm going to ask him. She, got, she says, I got the guts up to ask him oh. if he uh, Mr. Kuhn, you own the Crooked Lake Hotel. He said, yes, I do, my dear. What can I do for you? She said, well, my boyfriend just proposed to me, and I'm, we're looking for a place to get married. And she, he said to me, well, you know what? I just built my first ballroom on, and I plan on bringing up big bands from the Catskills. She said, you can be my first wedding. You can Aww. be my first bride. I love that. So she said, can you take me to that room where I got married? And, and she says, I think it was the one on the right when we first came in. I go, that would have been it. So I took her and her great-granddaughter out in front of the fireplace, and she's got tears in her eyes, her great-granddaughter. I got tears in my eyes, and we're taking pictures. And she goes, I cannot believe this place is still here. She says, this brought me back to being 16 years oh old. Oh, my God. So now you've become part of that family story because yeah. you know that that great-granddaughter has repeated, and, and she's yes. And she'll be telling us again and again. Back, yeah. And that was one of her wishes. Yep. That, you know, basically yeah. got to come back here. So that's beautiful. Yeah. And well, probably I so many families will want to get, and that, you know, members of that family will come here and get married in front of that fireplace. Well, you know, it's so funny because when I'm out here, I do, I mow the lawn still, and I just love being out here and working out here and outside and whatnot. And so when a couple comes in here that's older, I can always tell they're coming in here because they can't believe it's still here, and they might be traveling, and they see the place they come mm. in. And it happens quite often in the summertime. I always bring them in, and I always tour them around because they can't believe. They go, can you have lunch? I go, no. So they go, we got married here in 1961. I go, come on in. <laughs> and I'll give them the tour because I know that's what they need to right. see. That's and, what they and I get something out of it, too. I really yeah. do. Right. I really do. That and you said so you work much with the Historical people. Society. Yes, Bob Moore, and the, he's a great man. Local he is. Yeah. yeah, you know Bob. Mm -hmm. And he has just filled us in with a lot of stuff, and I've helped fill him in with a lot of stuff because – during winter dining, all the locals come in and they tell us their story of the place. And one of the funny ones was a guy came in here, he's probably in his 40s, and he said, I was a beach, uh, a beach attendant here when I was 15 years old with my buddy. And it was a, the sand beach was out here. And he right. said, the beach was packed. And he goes, it was 1970. He goes, and the, 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 uh, the song, The Streak, had just come out. Oh. Right? They were going to do The Streak. Do you remember the song, yes. The Streak? Oh, yes, the So everybody was the streaking, streak. you know. It was the a big thing then. Yeah. So, he goes, so my buddy dared me to streak the beach. So he, they had they'd just been working there not long for the summer. Oh. The high school kids from here in Coonsie hired them to make sure that the beach had no goose poop on it and all this stuff. <laughs> so they had this that would be quite a ghost to yeah. see. <laughs> they had a changing tent out on the south lawn here. Yeah. He says, I'm going to go in. He and his buddy go in there, and they're cackling like little kids, and he's stripping his clothes off, and he darts out of the tent, and he streaks the beach, and he says, and I'm going down. He says, it's like the movie The Sandlot. I got a big <laughs> smile on my face, and I can't believe it. Everybody's laughing. I'm having the greatest time. He turns around to run back to the tent, and he goes, and Mr. Coon, I spot Mr. Coon. 
And he goes, and he did three gestures to me. Never spoke to me, did just three gestures. He pointed at me, he cut his own throat with his hand, and then his thumb pushed back like, get out. He goes, <laughs> you, you're done, get out. <laughs> wow. and, my, and he goes, and my friend went from having a giant laughter-filled smile and smiling and laughing at me, and we looked at each other, he goes, oh my God, I'm screwed. <laughs> and his friend felt bad, because he goes, my friend felt bad, because he dared me to do it. And he goes, but I had so much fun. He goes, I didn't regret it one Again, bit. another goes, part of somebody's fabric of their story about yeah. what not oh to do with God. your first that's job. Right. Yeah. Do not person. streak at yeah. your first job. Don't streak, it's yeah. kind of a thing. That's right. Oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, you're right, and that was a thing for a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, I still think it's funny. So <laughs> with the changes that have come up, and have you and you've got the bridal suite upstairs yes. and the for the bride's get has anybody while they're getting ready for a wedding ever said to you somebody else was in the room we heard music we heard talking the mumbling and the talking yeah. in parts of it yeah. again very indicative of near water yeah. um of course of the speakeasy yeah. but i'm i'm wondering if any of the brides are I close. haven't personally so the the things that have happened here number 1 the biggest one was seeing the bartender ghost because that for me that was the best picture of an apparition I've ever seen. Oh my God, yeah. I mean, that was, you couldn't miss it. And we tried to recreate it the next day to see if it was, you know. It was something I just, uh, you didn't know. Yeah, all right. Is it AC? Oh, what the heck? Oh, there's sound a, like there's something turned on. Yeah, that's, running? yeah that's the refrigeration. refrigeration. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Keeping the booze cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just crazy. But uh, I have to say for the 99% of the time we've been here, it's just been great energy. Oh, and, uh, oh well, you can feel it. Yeah. You can definitely feel Such it. Such a happy for, place. Except for maybe a little bit up in the attic and down yeah, in the basement. And that's where the speakeasy was. So it doesn't surprise me that there's mob stuff down wow. there. And it's, wow. that's that place. Yeah, it is. It it's is that that, place. It definitely has that place. I think even yep. if you bougie that up a yes. little bit, I think you're still going right. to feel that. But well, it'll you probably in. be. Oh, yeah, you'll bring me in. I'll take care of it. It'll probably still be a huge draw because people will love to have that experience and feel like they're stepping back in time. That's right. And you will get some interesting pictures because even when we clear it, if it's someone's heaven, then suddenly, oh, look at this period guy dressed up in the gangster. Well, I think there's. I wonder it's if gonna people be are paying attention in their photos, like if they. Yeah, oh yeah. Here. That's because yeah. I know at other locations, um, I think it's Knox. Is it Knoxville Manor or Mansion? The Knox, Knox Manor, isn't it? Yeah. Where's that? In Knoxville. Right? It, it's Knox. Knox. Bird Knox, Westerlo, that oh, area. Okay. They have a wall. I we're yes. yet to go there. They have a wall of bride and of ghost pictures. pictures. Of ghost pictures. Come on. With ghosts right in the pictures. That, that, and it's known for that. Get out. That when couples go there and they're taking pictures, that these apparitions show, show up. up. Extra people yeah. in their family photo. That's awesome. Well, that was the picture from the 1800s when the stagecoach photographer pulled up. This was the most famous ghost story of Crooked Lake. I, I love this. It was, in the, it was in the late 1800s. And it's, photography was brand new. And the photographers had the stagecoach, the black uh, the dark room in the stagecoach. Oh, so wow. Really? Yes. So they, this was a traveling photographer. He pulls so up cool. in front right here on 66, and he comes in, he talks to Mr. Willett Brown and his wife, and he said, in exchange for a free lunch, I'll give you a photo of you and your staff out on the front porch. So he says, fine. <laughs> I'll do it. New. He goes out and there's, uh, takes the picture. He gets the, the cloth over his head, and, you know, it's the big psh, and then he goes back into his his buggy and he starts to develop a picture he comes out with the picture and it was Willett Brown his wife and five chambermaids went out onto the porch and when the picture was developed uh, eight people were in the picture instead of seven and the eighth person mm-hmm. in the picture they all yelled out oh my god it's Marjorie 
Yeah. And so they knew the eighth person in the picture, wow. or seventh person in the picture, and they called her out by name, and she was the manager of the place and had passed away three years earlier. And they yeah. say that the dress that she was in the picture in was the dress she was laid to rest. Yeah. Wow. And she was, like, slightly floating, like, yep, above. Yeah, that's right, and you couldn't see her arms were... There should have been arms. Do you arms. have that picture? Yeah, well, I have that picture here. It's That's the question. We can pull it up because I, they used to have it hanging on the wall, yeah. like right along there. Yeah. When I worked here, they actually I'm had that. I'm trying to think of where I might have that. I'll, I think I can pull that up somewhere Ooh. before you leave. I've got Great that. To get I've that. seen that. I, I yeah. shared that. I yep. think we had someone talk uh, about. In fact, Phil Bailey, the local news yeah. guy that retired, yes. you know Phil, yeah. he uh, had a picture of it. And you know how we got the picture was um, when we first bought the place, we were refinishing, my partner Gene and I were refinishing the bridal suite, we were painting upstairs, mm. and a gentleman came upstairs, his name was David Pitkin, and he I was, know, oh, David. David, he passed away a few yes. years yes. ago, I have his books. so David came upstairs, and he had his book, Ghosts of New York, with yeah. him. Oh my God. and I've he had a 8 by 10 picture of the 1800s ghost. So, I wound up, this is way back. I don't even know if I was doing this professionally in 2006. That's it. That's it. That's oh. the picture. Oh, you got the picture? Oh, so wow. So there she you is. Definitely see Marjorie's on the right. Yep. Now blow it up and you can't see her arms finish. Wow. Dee, Dee pulled it up on his phone. We'll put it on, the, talking. on so our we'll Facebook put it on the, oh, yeah, yeah. page. Oh, yeah. You definitely can tell. Right. So um, years ago, I you know just started learning about my own ability and yeah. wanted to kind of do a deep dive. So I see this class being offered and it's like at the Y and it was for numerology. Yep. Didn't mm. really have much of it that I, I thought, but I thought, yeah, it might be interesting to take the class. Man teaching it, his name is David Pickens. Oh Aww. my God. So I go Sweet to take the soul. class, not realizing what an icon he was yep. and starts talking about these ghosts. He's teaching us numerology. He starts telling us these ghost stories and different experiences that he had. Yep. So he and I kept a, um, in touch. Kind of a like, yeah, like in touch with yep. each other. So when we started doing the podcast, one of the things I said, I'd really like to have David Pickin on. Yes. So I wrote to him and I said, would really love to have you on. He said, I'm finishing up another book. As soon as I'm published, I'm done, which should be in like a couple months. I'll, I'll reach on. out to you and I'll come on. And I can, I said, great. You can, you know, push your book yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Talk about it. So a couple months goes by. I don't hear from him. And I thought, geez, that's really weird. So I don't even know why I did it. Put in his name, he had passed. Yeah, I was so. Yeah. I know. It was devastating. Sad I know. That I know. he had passed away. I know. Because I talked about him all the time. Person. I know. Yeah. Really iconic yep. person. So anybody in the for him to show up was great. And we were just painting. And he he goes, I travel all over New York State. He did. He says I go to old inns, hotels, places wherever there's spirit activity, and I ask the staff about their stories and I write about them. Yeah, he's got and a bunch of wonderful books. And he says, but yeah. of all the, the, the places, uh, of all the things that I show when I go out, he goes, I have one picture that I show every time and it's the ghost of Crooked Lake. <sighs> and it was that picture that you just saw. He talked about that, by the way, in class, the time when oh, we did, did the class. Really? Yeah, yeah, he did. So now he's probably here with us. Yeah, so he's probably a visitor <laughs> as well, like yep. stopping by. So yep. that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is really cool. It was so cool for him to tell us that story. And Gina and I were like, Oh my God, that's just crazy. Yeah. And then we showed us the picture. We go, wow, I've never seen anything like it. Okay. And well, the one at the bar is pretty. That's pretty. pretty yeah, yeah, until then, I, that was the best picture that yeah. I've seen. Of anything. Can you share that with, yeah. with us? Because then we'll put I'll that up. Yeah. Great, right in our little. Yeah, yeah. definitely. We'll put it up on our, uh, our Facebook page so our listeners can see it as well. It's Pleasure. amazing. Yeah. Now, you have all kinds of wildlife outside. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
Have you ever had somebody's pets in here? I know Michelle said there was cats in the basement, but like, do you have a dog or anything? Uh, that comes Al Coon had German Shepherds here. Oh, so did if he really? you feel those Love around them. here, he uh, had he had them, and uh, he had they, supposedly he had other animals. Somebody told me he had a monkey. I go, I've, I've heard never that heard story. Heard that I've story. heard the story of the chimpanzee. Yep. I, I I've never seen any photos or anything like that. I heard it. They didn't keep it long because it. Oh, is it got a little right? violent. Had a di- it wore a diaper all the time is so what I heard. See, I mean, it yeah. was just. And so people, when they used to, to uh, come for their paychecks, they'd go to Al and he'd go pull a book off the shelf. He'd take some cash out of a book yeah. <laughs> and he'd pay him. Yeah, so Delmar's cool. mother told me that story. I just remember she used to stand in that same corner of the bar. Is that right? She'd come in and hang out there with her beautiful long hair yeah. that she'd put up in a bun. Yep, there was a rumor of, of, of Al and, and Alice Tift having a little really you know there was always something interesting about her over there in the corner she was always in that corner of the bar yes she was isn't that something yeah she was kind of like the lady of the place she was well i was curious because they'll say especially in places like this that animals won't go to certain spots right because they can feel it so it'd be interesting if somebody had a dog now yes you have dogs maybe four dogs i'll bring them up yes have have they come in here no i have had one come in here a long time ago i had them I haven't, I, you know, Jan goes, get that dog <laughs> It's not yeah, like that. Right. <laughs> it would be uh, interesting to see if how the they animals, react. Right, well, how we they do, would react but we do this. have animals for weddings sometimes. People who have their dogs. Oh, right. oh yeah. yeah. The ring bear. Yeah, the ring bear. <laughs> We've had some of that. Right. Yeah. So I wonder if they would make their way down to that basement area. We could, we could try. If you guys, want to, do it. If you guys no. want to do anything more down the line, you let me know. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Oh, yes. I'll, oh bring, yeah, I'll bring yeah. Wella Wella. We'll bring our hound, your hound and my shepherd. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, That'll be interesting. Be every place. <laughs> but that's why I love hounds, because they follow their noses. But when there's energy, they'll, they'll stop right in their tracks. Right. Yeah. That's, you know, but my shepherd, she's the same way. I mean, she's very sensitive to energy. So yeah. it sounds like you guys love being here, even when you're alone in the I'm building. I'm here alone a lot. Does uh, your wife, is she the same way? She's here alone a lot. She comes here, opens the place up, because she gives tours. You know, right. for all the prospective like, brides. So, yeah. and, I, and you know, for the 10 years or 12, 13 years now that we've been here, wow. we haven't experienced anything personally other than the bartender goes. But mm. I can tell you that when I come here, I feel like I'm right at home and, yeah. and I'm welcomed. So I have to say that I feel good when I come here. That's good. Yeah. You know, I think that's a lot of people want certain experiences. And like people say, oh, do you experience your dad? My dad's will be have gone into spirit it'll be seven years i feel him all the time so he doesn't need to like appear in front of me i feel like you've almost kind of become part of this yeah so you're experiencing you're having experiences just by being here definitely and that that's a huge difference because you've been i think you and i met a long time ago well i I met you it's kind of a, a weird thing yeah did you used to um cater yeah for um one of the weddings was at prine house Yes. Oh, wow. Well, I was at a wedding, and it was absolute chaos. It had been pouring out. They had the tents up. Oh, boy. And it was um, the bride's and the last name was, well, her first name was Lori, and that's all I'm going to say. But <laughs> that had to be a long time ago. It was a long time ago. Like early 2000s? Yes. Yep. And it was an absolute chaotic. Yep. You guys did an amazing job with the food, and we were in a tent. Yep. And at one point, my ex-husband and I were, were outside, and we were like, this is a mess. And we were looking right at you, and yeah. you could tell you were like, somebody went to back the, the van up. 
Oh no. And they literally like were parking on a tree. Like, oh no. Obviously like all and we were we were going like this to you like no 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 like stop and and you kind of like looked at us like <laughs> that sounds like me. Do you remember that? <laughs> and then he like kind of like edged his way yeah. off, and it might have been like a like a white birch, but he like he had completely like crushed. Oh my it god! Was raining, yeah. Like yeah. crushed that, it down. That oh very well could have been me. That's hysterical. It was so chaotic there already. Oh, like yeah. it wasn't even noticed. Right. Like, oh oh yeah. my god. Well, listen, as caterers, we have seen it all. Yeah, right. I bet. We have I bet. seen it all. We've been on every kind of property you never thought you could get a truck to and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, that was one of them. Yeah. That was that one, was of, those one of them. Oh, my yeah. God. It's hysterical. It was kind of wacky, but I'm looking at you and I'm thinking, I think I, I think we basically like met. Locked yeah. eyes yeah, locked over eyes. a weird yeah. situation. Like, no, no, no. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds right. At <laughs> <laughs> house. Yeah. Um, I tell you, you know, with bagpiping, funerals and weddings, um, it's, there's never a normal thing that We've happens. We've had some bagpipers up here. It's awesome. And that's, I uh, actually it was the first time that I played pipes for a podcast was when we were at Fort William Henry, and Dennis was very happy that I had done it before he got there because he does not like the pipes, no. which is fine. <laughs> it stirs uh, up the uh, energy. Oh, yeah. I love them. So I better I play them, but it's it's. I actually use the pipes sometimes to do clearings, but I have found that sometimes when I pipe, it brings things out. Yes, wakes so. it up. Exactly. So it's pretty cool. I love it all. I'm a big fan. Um, when you were a child, did you have any experiences as a child? Yeah, were you ghosty? Uh, um, I always say that my mother and my grandmother were very spiritually tuned. Mm. Say your mom's name because every time Teresa. you say Teresa, oh. every time you say your and mom's I name, you get emotional. She, yeah, because she passed from Alzheimer's about seven years ago, and okay. her mom passed from Alzheimer's. So that shitty disease is. We've seen enough of it in our family. Yeah, and my Smite and my daughter Katie, after she got up out of college at Oneonta, she was looking for a job, <laughs> and, she, and I. They just asked me to be on the board of the Alzheimer's Association because my book came out, and I dedicated it uh, to my mom. And, uh. and any uh, portion from my book gets sold goes to Alzheimer's Association. Oh, so you're incredible! When I was on the board, I go, I'm on the board of the Alzheimer's. What am I on the board? <laughs> How did this happen? For, you know? <laughs> but they asked me to Doing come. Doing grown-up stuff. So, and anyway, it lot allowed me to get my daughter in the door as a, a part-time job there, and she ended up be going there for full-time for the past four or five years. Really? She was director of, of all the, my mother would be so proud of her. Is. And you know she is. <laughs> I know she is. And you know that, how about this? She probably navigated all of that. There's no made question. That, uh, right, made that all no happen. Question. She for orchestrated you. the yeah. whole right, thing. For, for <laughs> she She's left me all kinds of messages that I can pick up, and my sisters are the same way. And uh, she's just an amazing woman. She, that book is her heart. Oh. I wrote. And say the title of the book again. It's called <laughs> "Words from a Friend: A Daily Guide to a Purposeful Life," and it's a 365-day mindfulness book on a myriad of life subjects and you wake up in the morning and you read one page one message per day and you use that as your intention for the day so no matter what you go through for that day you try and bring that message into Love that it. day and then it's there's an a call to action book. at the end of each message to remind you to be mindful of that for that day so at the end of 365 days you've been mindful for a full year and it's all about the power of love and the power of the heart. And I really do feel like we're, we're entering into the era of the heart and we're leaving all this crap behind that needs Amen. to be left yes. behind. And so, it's uh, actually the era, and it, to, to tie in with that, yeah. the era of letting go of material things, Amen. of whatever those things were, right. that it doesn't matter that anymore. That kept you in unhappiness. And, right, it, that it's, it's basically a shackle. Right. Yes. And that you finding your soul's purpose. That's right. 
And you can see it in every single person yeah. that you're letting that go. Like, you know what? That just isn't important anymore. It, it doesn't resonate with it me. Don't need this crap. So it's 100%. It's it's drop in I the baggage. Book, uh, I, I was having, I was saying to you earlier that I was always into personal development in my younger years because I'd suffer from anxiety. And, and so uh, I, around 2012, 2013, I just gone into this deep depression for about six months and it was a horrible place I'd never been mm. in my entire life because I'm pretty happy-go-lucky. And that was always my right. personality that I developed right. to kind of counteract the anxiety, right? And so sh mm. I started, uh, it was just at home, I couldn't go to work. It was, nothing was just, my mind was gone and I, I felt like I lost myself and all that. And a voice in my head said, start writing, just write down. And I apologize, was your mother gone already? No, she was alive. And so, but she was. Well, I think that was full throes of Alzheimer's. But that was her still her talking, right? Even and though so, her body well, was alive. because her whole life she just kept whispering these things into Aww. our ear and planting seeds in us, saying, "This is none of this matters. It's all about right. this." What a beautiful this. woman, right? And, uh, and so she always instilled that in us, and my sisters and I, and and so we've always felt close to God, and we've always felt close to spirit, and we always thought that she had a sixth sense about it. Obviously. Mm -hmm. right. <laughs> and so did her mother, who was an amazing woman. My grandmother, I can cry about her all day, too, because <laughs> she was, <laughs> during uh, the Depression, she took other people's kids in when she had oh four of her own. Wow. All of, that's <clears throat> all that stuff that gives you... Uh, and they grew up in, in Post and Kill? No, they grew up uh, in Pleasantdale in North Troy. Oh, oh okay. okay. Yes, that's right. I'm sorry. Right. And so it was uh, love was always permeated that house. And sh she taught me what love looked like. Wow. Jeez. That's really powerful. Very, very powerful. And this book is such a gift. I, I mean, I read today's passage, and I highly recommend getting this book. Yes. And it's it not is. like you is just it on Amazon? It is on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com. And uh, like I said, if you're not a reader, don't worry about it. I'm not a reader. I was an audiobook listener. Yeah, I can <laughs> learn that way. But reading, I fall asleep. So this is one message a day, and it's all heart-centered heart messages so that you can inspire yourself to be your best and, and use your best energy throughout the day so that you're, it's not just for you. Your energy is for other people, too. So yeah. if you spread that good energy, it always comes back to you. What goes out must come back. So you must truly believe, too, with, with being in the right place at the right time, even mm -hmm. with serendipity. You have to think for yourself that this was all navigated for you. Definitely. For, through your family. Oh, well, without question. Even with the spirits that and are connected. I thank them every day for yeah, it. Yeah, for the different locations, yeah. whether it's in downtown Schenectady or yes. in, in Lansingburg, I just that you have to say, they're, they're beckoning me. Yeah, I'm, we're guided. As right. you said, you're a steward. We're stewards. You're not an owner, you're no, a steward. We're here to bring the good energy so people feel comfortable in coming in. We're hospitality people, so in the truest sense of the word, hospitality is love. Oh right. my goodness! That's that's true. That's Ugh. that's wonderful. So we put our love into everything that we do, and that's what we've always said. That sets Old Daily apart. And that shows. I can oh. tell you that it shows, and you yeah. can feel it. And this building has, has never been this happy. I'll tell you what. We are so happy to have this place. We feel blessed to have this place. And like I said, of all the places that we've ever owned or done, this has been my f personal favorite. I think what we need to do is have a, like a have it open like the museums do, and have a great big slumber party here. Let's yeah. do it, <laughs> and do some do some of our equipment and set some stuff up, yep. and see if uh, we've never done an overnight. I think it's time. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're a fun crowd, so you know. We <laughs> I think in the middle of winter that would be awesome. Oh my God, yes! Yeah. Yeah. In the middle of winter, yeah. come and, and yeah. do it with the fireplace and everything that. going. Yeah, we can I do it. I think it would be really interesting to do. Yep. 
be okay. my guest. Okay. All right. Yeah. Someone trying to open that door right now. <laughs> yeah. It sounded like somebody just trying yeah, to open the door. Yeah, like a shadow. That was interesting. Hello. As always, too, on our spirit talkers, we had a ton of communication tonight. Dee, what did you pick up um, well as I we were talking? I had turned it off for a minute so that I could Google that picture. So that uh, so I've gotten a bunch of different things. Let's see if I can just at least figure out what I'm doing here to Please turn off scanner to enter folder. <laughs> no, no, that's not what <laughs> There it is. There we go. Let's see. Uh, do, 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 do. Let's open this one. I saw a name Gary on there. I love it when they come up with names um, and then we can kind of correlate yeah, them. Yeah, yes. I'm not seeing it on here. I know. saved it. Where the heck is it? So I know one that I got earlier said I was only eight or I was I eight. And I saw it pop up on Michelle's phone too, which is odd that we got this. We both like got the yeah, same thing. Yeah, we normally thing. don't do that. So a lot of times what I do is. I was only I eight. Imagine if that. That was the downstairs. Lady. Yeah. And so she I said she was 10. Oh, here we go. She was only eight. Oh, 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 oh my Yeah, goodness. I'm I'm only eight. I Someone's coming. Yes, I'm here. Kill Jess. I'm with my children beside evil Johnson. I'm a little sad. Heaven. Oh, Nervous. Skeleton. Dark entity here. Alice came up. Um, Alice. Alice. Which, oh, yeah, yeah, that's Alice. Yeah. My buddy. Let's see. Mock touch comedy. Alice. We're still here. Mavis. Discount tires. Oh, Mavis. Mavis is my neighbor uh, who's moving. Like <laughs> 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 but a lot of times what I do is when I see this stuff pop up on here, because I, I, I don't know who creates these apps for, right. the, for the phone. So I'm like, I don't know if there are pre, pre-programmed pre things to come right. up. because. Right. But well, these are very specific. But some, right. Well, some yeah. are. But when I get a dark entity here or we get that all the I time. will... I'll manipulate the lights or I'll turn the lights off. We get that out of every one. Yeah. You right. know what's never happened? Nobody's turned the fucking lights off. Right. <laughs> well, look at this. I've never had this on here before. Virginia. Virginia. And that's, that's where, where it came from. came from. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Coons was from there. Yeah, he had his family, a big family down there. And uh, his niece was from down there. And she was, had a lot of great things to say about him. And they used to call him Uncle Wimbert instead uh, of Al. Because he, she always knew him as Uncle Wimbert. Has... Uh, <laughs> Any of the staff ever said that they've set the tables and things have gotten moved around uh, on the tables? Uh, candles. Okay. Candles mm. have gotten moved, yes. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Have, any, have you ever come back and there's some of them are lit? Yes. Yes, that's what it was, too. Yeah, I yeah. heard that. I put those out, yeah. and they come back, and they're lit. Yep, and yep. they weren't lit when they left. Yes. And that's hard to do. Yeah, <laughs> I have to say, spiritually, <laughs> that's right. amazing. Right. Yep. yep, but I have heard that yeah. when I was here for the wedding. Yeah, that I think my time. niece was one of them that, lit, that was there. My that. God! So we're always ready for that stuff because we we always say you know they're still here, they're still here. And, and this is their heaven. The most the people oh, here yeah. on the main floor. And the I just think it's magical. Are just there yeah, it yeah. is. So um, one of the weddings that I had officiated was here. I was saying I was yeah. telling you it was a very very big wedding. Yep. And at the end of the ceremony, I'm I'm walking back and and there was about 300 guests, and the bride said to me, "I want you to meet my grandfather," and I went, "Oh." And um, he was a veteran, yeah. and he was in a wheelchair. And I bent over, and I said, I shook his hand, and I said, thank you so much for your service. And he turned around, and at that point, my hair was still red. And um, he said, look at that red hair. And he said, and he wouldn't let go of my hand. Now, everybody's listening. And he said, your husband is a lucky man. And I went, uh, I'm not married like that. And he said, oh, he said, well, then your boyfriend. And I said, I, 
I'm, and now I'm really embarrassed. Like, and he's still <laughs> holding on to my hand. And he said, well, your boyfriend's a lucky man. And I said, no, I don't, I don't have a boyfriend either. And he said, wouldn't let go of my hand. And he pulled me in closer. And he said, let me tell you something. He said, your soulmate is out there right now oh. working on themselves to become their very best. Yep. So oh that my he's goodness. ready for you yep. when you're ready. And I went, okay. And I could feel myself like, like, like really welling emotional. up, yeah. And and there he is now. There he is. And there he is. There he <laughs> he is. was out there doing his work yeah. too. And to, to hear this from a, <laughs> you know, a World War II veteran, and a, you know, you, you, yes. you hear things in the Such eyes. Such a places. romantic yeah. thing yes. to say. It's yeah. a beautiful, you know, yeah. at the day of a wedding. But I, it, yeah. it stuck with me, and we were right in that front yeah. entryway when I when he took my hand. But Doesn't he wouldn't let my me. hand go, and I was like, mm. Yeah, this <laughs> place has that magic. And yeah. we always say this is the place where romance lives, and it is. It feels this way. Every it bride that comes in here. It gives them that feeling. Oh, they—it's different than you're just walking into any place. It's a different place altogether. Right, because you're walking in the, in the in the steps of so many that came you are, before you. You are. You're walking the same floors that Teddy Roosevelt walked on. Where I else can you say that? That's crazy. I don't think I ever knew yeah, that. I yeah. Know. That's awesome. Yeah, and we have on the, the pictures on the wall of Al and his wife, and we have pictures of Teddy Roosevelt that he sent to the um, the Brown family, and uh, Mrs. Roosevelt signed a, a picture that we have on the wall. Uh, to Mrs. Uh, to Mrs. Brown, and they were great friends, Mabel Brown and and Mrs. Roosevelt. So it's crazy. Oh wow, that's insane. Yep, love I, it. I, I love think it. It's the best is yet to come for this place. Well, I believe. They, and the other thing is, it's a place that you probably anybody else is traveling is past and not yes. realize on the way to Massachusetts. The, the trove yeah. of history. It's amazing. That's connected you to can, the you property. You can drive past this place a million times. You go, I wonder what that place is. You know, you can see Event Center, but if you don't come inside. Right. You don't know oh the man. Right. You come inside and, and you over. feel it. Right. Absolutely. Feel you it. definitely feel it. Um, do you have any more questions? No, I don't think so. I'm just absorbing it in. I, I mean, I'm so excited. I didn't realize that you were open for like brunches. I'm coming here every Mother's Day now. Well, yes, we do the Mother's Day brunch. We do Easter brunch. And then because we do winter dining from the second uh, week of January till Easter Sunday. And mm. then we close for a little while and we get the outside set up for June and we open up around June 14th, which we opened up last week for summer dining. And it's outside Wednesday and Thursday nights. And we've got a beautiful bar down the veranda, 40-seat bar. beautiful. Bands right here. And we've got the right on the water. So mm. it's amazing. So if anybody's looking to, to book a wedding oh, yeah. or do anything Come out like for that, dinner. Yeah, yep. Come out for dinner yep. or a night out on the lake. Come and see us. You'll come love and it. See. And what's the website? Oldaily.com. O-L-D-D-A-L-E-Y.com. And so we have a restaurant in Schenectady called Daly's on Yates. We have the Old Daly here on Crooked Lake. We have a catering company in Troy. Uh, and we're opening a new restaurant in Albany in September called The Delaware. And it's right at 300 Delaware Ave. It used to be the New World Bistro. Oh. Yeah. So we bought that place. And uh, Great. we're renovating it right now. And it's going to be just an amazing spot. And so we're looking forward to that. How exciting. Yeah. Her mouth Last is watering. Last year we bought uh, one of our favorite icons in Troy that we grew up with was the Snowman Ice Cream. Oh, you yeah. Did. Yes. So. Oh, I knew the people that owned that. Yes, yes, you did. Murphy's, yep. Yeah. Yep, a great family. Great family. Wow. And so uh, it, it, my, <laughs> this is another one of those times where my partner Jimmy and I met in the sixth grade two blocks down from the snowman <laughs> and in the homeroom and we became fast friends and on the last day of school in sixth grade we we all get a dollar from our parents and they take us to the snowman for a cone at the end of the year uh -huh. on the way down to the snowman in sixth grade end of sixth grade jimmy and i happen to be walking together and he points up at the snowman side and he goes i'm gonna own that place someday. <laughs> and then he said the same thing when he was 16 about the old daily inn and here we are. Wow. 
got to listen to what Jimmy says. I know. He's pretty <laughs> profound. It well, his, yeah, his mom was, uh, you know, his fa- they also had some ability. Yeah, the sight. And, and the he gift. grew up yeah. in an old funeral home. Oh, my. So, Get out. Yes. And he said he Were saw, they actually undertakers or it was just converted from an uh, old funeral parlor? Well, they weren't undertakers. No, they bought the house and converted it for the family. But it was a funeral. <laughs> oh, my and gosh. And there were spirits all over the joint in there. And, and uh, Jimmy said he and his girlfriend saw one fly through his room one morning and they just left the house they bolted <laughs> and, and his mother would always go they're fine everybody's fine that lives here <laughs> <laughs> that's hysterical you talk about jimmy you talk about italian family this is my first entree into an italian family and because i you know i was from spiegeltown and his mother was one of six uh, italian sisters and one brother so oh, she, man. It, what was the last name it was gallo was her maiden name so uh so I, the first time I ever saw angel hair pasta was in eighth grade when because my mother would cook noodles the size of Milwaukee with ragu and, I got <laughs> and the mom was tossed in angel hair and well, fresh made so right? yeah I said I, I, I didn't know from spaghetti thing. yeah Same that's thing. right that's right and then I have kids that are uh, uh, you know half Irish half Italian that's right and they're the ones that walk in when my mother's babysitting they're two years old and said you know, is this Preca's bread? Oh, I know. <laughs> you know, like oh, they yeah. know. That's right. Oh, they got to know. You got to go with the good stuff. Exactly. No, I didn't know anything about it. Nothing. So he goes, you want to stay for dinner? And his, and his mother would, and even when we come home from the clubs later later in life, when we were 18, yeah. 19 years old, he still lived up above his parents in his so-called apartment. And we would come in and his mother would whisper down the stairs, are you okay? I lit a candle for you. Oh. And, and, and go, we're fine, mom. And we're like this. And, and she goes, are you hungry? She would inevitably always want to feed us. Oh. And, and he'd go, no, no, I'm fine. I go, I'm not fine. I want to eat. I'm hungry. <laughs> and so yeah. she'd come squeaking down the stairs and she'd make a full course meal for us, pulling stuff out of the freezer, fettuccine Alfredo and salad. Three in the morning. It was like the mom from Goodfellas. Oh. <laughs> and, yes. and it was, and it was just. Jimmy, Jimmy's laughing and nodding because not only does Jimmy do that with our kids now, yeah. anybody that comes in the house, yeah. but that's you feed the way them. he grew up. You yep. feed them. Uh, and, yeah. and of course, the mom used to. It was just a, a house that was like everybody loves Raymond. I had never seen anything like it. It was so fun. His brothers were older than him, and his sister was a little older than him, and she would chase him around the house. They hated each other, and his mom would pull a giant wooden spoon off the wall and Uh-oh. crack him across the ass and <laughs> start laughing spoon. about it. It was one of those places, so it was, it was great to uh, oh, grow so up funny. with knowing yeah. somebody that was Italian. And nice that you, you guys are still close and you're yeah. still doing business We've together. We've done everything together. We have a place on, on Hoosick Street. It's a kickboxing studio called Focus Master. That's our Jeez. other business. Oh, wow. And so you guys are I busy. in martial arts piece of equipment in 1993, and we got into uh, the MMA world with it. For 20 years, we sold it. We had Chuck Liddell, who was one of our sponsors for quite a while, and, and uh, we hooked up with this country, company called Century. So what Century. are you doing your off time? <laughs> Mow the, the lawn, lawn. <laughs> which I love, right, which okay. I love here at Crooked Lake. So relaxing, and So right? that's our other business, and it's great. And my partner, Gene Coletti's son, Kyle, is the president of that company. He was a kid when we started it. Wow. And he took us from martial arts, because we were in the martial arts world for 20 years with this thing. And then Kyle came along and said, I want to take you guys into fitness. And he had gotten out of college, a real fitness guru guy, and he's been running the, the show for the last eight Jeez. years. And he's just doing a bang-up job with it. So, uh, like you said, it is a guided thing with us. And yep. it, if it feels good, we give it a whirl. And uh, nine times out of ten, we get it right. So, And, and that those are Boy, words to live by, because so many people try to paddle upstream. Yeah, well, it, it just go with the flow. My is. favorite, my favorite word for everything. If you get a reading from me, ever, yeah, is effortless. Yes, mm-hmm. effortless yes. money, effortless, effortless right, effortless that's love, that's right. effortless joy. Yeah. If it's not effortless, it ain't. Right. If it feels like work, it's yes. resistance. Right. It's not for you, right? right? Get rid of the resistance. Get Let it flow. It. Yeah. What flows goes. 
Ooh. You are a real Renaissance guy. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody called me that before, Renaissance guy. You're yes, a Renaissance you are. You write, you, you manage, you, you're visionary. There's nothing you don't do. Right. Do you cook? <laughs> yes, at home. I don't cook it. I don't cook uh. here. Jimmy is the cook here, and Jean was the cook, too. But uh, I was cold side. I made the, the beautiful platters. And stuff. Okay, oh, there you that's go. That's what I did when I was doing that. But we have a, a staff that is our family that has been with us for many, many years. We have people that have been with us since they were 16 years old and they're in their 40s now. Oh, and that wow. was what it was like for me being 18 years old starting at the Old Daily Inn. It was my second family. Yeah. And so you, you, you get that, that whole hospitality thing. And I've ha I have heard with your staff especially that they say that they're all family and, and other yeah. people have reached out. People that were staff actually reached out on the podcast. Is that on right? the contest that said, I used to work yeah. At, at the, you know, Crooked yep. Lake. Yep. And you really, you know, we all had experiences there. Yeah. So I'm glad we finally got on here <laughs> yeah. and were able to do this with yes. you. Yes. I love it. I, it I, I, I contacted you in August and said we should do this out at, yes. at our place. And I said, we got to get you out here. Yeah. And we'll be back. Because it's oh, such yeah. a special place. It is such a special place. And it feels so good to be back. Yes. <laughs> guys, thank you so much. It's my thank pleasure. Anytime you guys want to do it. Thank you for the drinks. Yes. Yes. And the second place in a row where we've actually had liquor. I know. Excellent. That's <laughs> the old deal. We're like Vegas here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. It's my and, pleasure. And to our, our, our listeners, again, go through your website for yep. upcoming events and everything that's going on. Yes. And, and make sure, uh, give yourself a treat and come out here. Thank you, Michelle Lines, for being oh. here. Thank you very much. Thank oh, you're you, so Scott. very welcome. Thank you very my much. Pleasure. Thank you. And thank you to all of our listeners for your likes, subscriptions, and um, suggestions, especially for this place. This was wonderful. So please keep that rolling in, and uh, stay blessed. Yes, yeah, stay blessed.